had a glass bowl that I stuffed everything into it and stacked. And so my tolerance for stuffing moved into the food. And it's super open and it's For the past eight to nine months, I've been using reloading my trauma, my physical, my emotional abuse, I experience, as if it all happened last week. Um, and I give you a little bit of context because I was having a conversation uh, with an older brother and eventually someone I really respected. And I was just sharing some of the struggles of having these healers in my Some of the questions he's brought up, some of the ways he's made me feel. Looking at myself and saying, wow, I really struggle with looking at myself as someone who's really good. It's easy to see myself as fat, someone who's easy to try. And I'm just standing there, I'm pouring out my heart, and I remember this brother looking at me, and he said, huh, I think you just got to get over it. And understand that you're going to have to deal with that. And, you know, he didn't say this, but it was kind of don't whine about it as much. And I felt really good. I felt that my feelings were invalidated. And in that moment, the insecurities I was talking about was. And I felt like the person who wasn't ready to be heard, who felt like that. And was told that the way that, or what I was saying to you, uh, wasn't even down to the And that's really good. And, you know, along the way, he's talking about, I have those same struggles, and, you know, I just got to live with them, and it's just, you know, wow, I feel really sad, that's a sucky way to live. But you have this constant emotional pain. Um, and so by the end of it, I was like, well, I feel sorry for this guy. Uh, but as time went on, I noticed I was avoiding him at church. Uh, I noticed that people talked highly of him. I actually, I didn't even feel bitter towards him. I felt bitter towards the people who were talking highly about him. I'm like, ooh, who knew about him? Who knew that you would be talking about him? Who actually noticed her? And this bitterness was festering in my heart. I'm like, so it actually has to resolve it. It's happened to double you and a half And I'm looking forward to getting back and having another conversation with him. Um, but this type of stuff is easily entangled. And when it goes when I talked about, when it goes when noticed, especially with our brothers and sisters in Christ, it creates a lot of issues. And I, I think it's kind of funny, and what someone is telling me, is that I have such a negative experience at that time. But in reality, it was a conversation between two people sharing the same holy spirit. Uh, you know, in the presence of God, when two or three are gathered, there I am. In the presence, this is actually our conversation. That that moment when I thought my feelings were invalidated was a spiritual God was present. This is an interaction uh, with the Holy Spirit present, and I had such a negative experience. I had such anger and hurt. In my heart, because of this experience. Um, and I was thinking, would I have reacted the same way I did? Would I have left the same way I did if I could see Jesus physically present sitting down? And then I had to go to the next one. But what Jesus could have said, I. I'd rather actually I really do not want to 
So, um, this is what I do for. I didn't think about that in that moment, how I was in that way, almost like putting myself above Jesus. Like, well, Jesus may have done that for me, but how do you see that for my sister? Right? And, um, I mean, it's probably one of the guys that after closing my first of her, after avoiding her for a while, started getting really bitter. And, um, kind of happy to work a lot towards her. And, uh, it's very negative. And, it really makes me so bad whenever she would have put me back. I was just like, like, she doesn't deserve me to be nice to her. And she might even really decide. Anyway, I just look at her attitude and hate being around her. And just like all these stuff. And I would never tell her anything. This is all up here. I never told anybody about this. Um, I just want to try to take her love. I don't know if you love me. Um, I'm not making me really mad. I don't know if that's a relationship at all, but I'm the type of person to have all these friends in my life. I'm in the mirror talking to myself like, well, this and this and that, and blah, 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 or like a monster class, or just a shower, I'm just like, you know, getting a super negative, and getting a really good place. And I'm never going to be stressing with anybody, and even sometimes, even to talk to God about it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I got to the point where this, so this was like happening in the laundry, following it. And I was just in all the things. Um, and clearly, you know, even in Matthew 5, when the first comes to it, it says that just being angry with brothers and sisters makes us like subject to judgment the same way that murder is subject to judgment. In other words, like, when you're hardening your heart towards your brothers and sisters, you're making yourself subject to judgment just like murderers will be judged. And so I may not have attempted to physically murder my sister in Christ, but my bitter heart would be enough to make it completely so opposite. So, um, to my husband is softly towards her, and so she decided she was going to be real with me about herself. And she got really open, and she was like, you told me to me, Jada told me to speak to the inner person. And she said, she said, she told me how she felt about her skin, how she felt about her ghost, how she felt about her personality. And it was really painful, but at the same time, I respected her. Because I was like, at least you're honest about how you feel. Mm-hmm. And she shared with me, she was like, well, in order for me to get right with God, I need to confess my sin to you. And I need to confess how I felt. And how wrong I was. And she confessed her sin in the way she did. And so, I think what convicted me most about her experience is that she didn't let the fear of how I was going to respond to her dead in the ways of how she was going to act. Meanwhile, I'm just, I'm over here, crippled with fear of like, I, I can't love you because you may not love me back. And so, um, when I, I mean, this just cannot be how we treat our brothers and sisters. Like, just because you're scared to love somebody, doesn't keep you from loving them. Like, just because they don't love you, you can't love them. Yeah. So, um, when you look at part of this, I mean, that was a really scary man to love. He had a track record of 
I don't like saying that say that they don't like the text. Um, and he's associated with Paul in the world. And I want to talk about this real quick, uh, because it's sometimes hard for us to associate with our own brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, you know, we don't go as far as saying, I hate you, but I do that. But sometimes we say, I don't like you. I don't like saying that. I think the deepest version of this, uh, you know, is saying, um, yeah, we want to be friends if we weren't Christians. But before we were Christians, we want to be friends. Um, I think that's a test when someone says that, because that's not actually true. And the truth is, we have been friends, not because you didn't share a common interest in Christ before, uh, but because you were so self-absorbed and egocentric that when someone differs from what you like to do or cause you to give in, you weren't willing to give yourself. And you still struggle about to say that's the truth. Is that what we're consuming with ourselves? Um, you know, you look at others who are not worth your time and not worth your effort. To be honest, because we are also uniquely different, some people do require a little more time and a little more effort to interact with. Even if they hurt us, this is what I love about you. Spent three years with a man who he knew was gonna kill him, and he didn't love him any less. He didn't associate with him. That was in itself. He didn't associate with him any less. The tax collectors, the sinners. I love, I love the scriptures that say, "Hey, when, when someone leaves the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector." Because I think about how did Jesus treat the pagans and the tax Talking about Barnabas here, 
in verse uh, 22. And so they're saying that people are becoming Christians in Antioch. And so news of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they kept Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Spirit and faith, and great number of people were brought to you. And Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Solomon and found him brought to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. And what I did forget to read was verse 19, which says, Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed, trial was called a sneaking second name. So let's talk about that. Let's go a little contextual. Acts chapter 7, the killing of Stephen that started the persecution that spread the church. We read here, we're going to read the end of the story, but basically Stephen, a very godly man, was preaching the word and was stoned to death. The blasphemy in the Jewish state was starting to persecute him. Uh, and we read here in verse 57 uh, of, of his sermon. Um, actually, it's in verse 54. When the members when the Sanhedrin heard this, they were curious and asked to see the Stephen. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God. Verse 56, Look, he said, I have seen heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the sea, and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of the young man named Paul. While they were stoning him, Stephen declared, Lord Jesus, then he fell on his hands and cried out, Lord, now let us be against him. When he said this, he had died. And Saul approved of their killing him. So go back to Acts chapter 11. This is really interesting to me. When it says that Saul stood at the feet, they later, and Saul was kind of like, Yeah, I'm the guy approving of this. I'm the guy approving of the stoning and killing of Jesus. I'm the guy who is starting the whole persecution of the Christian church. And so in Acts chapter 11, when the persecuted Christians left because of the stoning of Stephen, they bring in Barnabas. And Barnabas says, wow, there are great things happening. God is really moving. Hey, let me read the great thing that's happening and go find the guy who persecuted you, who killed your friend and caused you to come out here, and let's bring him on board. How do you think that conversation? <laughs> I like what? <laughs> you want to bring Saul? You know why we're here, right? Because Saul killed Saul. I I I read I mean, the Bible. How that went down? Man, Barnabas being this bold man, like I need to go get Saul. Like, we need salt here. We're missing out on that kind of salt here. And, like, saying that with a straight face. <laughs> so they're like, ah, oh, that's funny, dude. You know, some truth of that persecution, that's just rude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's how and what you think about it in that context makes it quiet. But I think when you think about forgive someone who hurts you. 
very sensitive. Uh, her, her father had raised us, growing up. That's a lot of pain. That's a lot of abuse on her own. That
Whose responsibility is to resolve it? Because first, I only have one perspective of it. 
And, and secondly, it's biased. I'm biased because I try to be. I'm, I'm painting with that view. And so I try to say, hey, please, brother, sister, go talk to that person first. And they say, well, I, I really need to get some new stuff in Christ. Well, James 1 says that if you pray to God, he gives us wisdom. So why is you, your lack of praying to God have to intrude on somebody else's care? And then, hey, you talk about it, you bring it up, and here's some pretty practical, you know, sometimes you're feeling it, and like, I like to scale myself on one account. How, like, upset or angry am I about this? I'm like, seven right now. I can't believe you did this to me. Seven right now. And when I go to talk to them, I'm like, hey, you know, this is nice. Like, you know, a little bit. Not too much, just a little bit. When you did that, and those kids really have to see these things. Mm-hmm. And this thing is, hey, when you catch how much you think you're going to get into it. And the same thing is, I'm going to get into it. Like, oh, okay, this is actually a second thing. Uh, let's talk about this in a little bit more. And when you've had a conversation, and it's sitting into you, yes, please bring somebody else in. Because we just said, uh, Somebody says, actually, wow, yeah, that's really horrible. I can't believe you did that. 
We know that they go on defensive platforms. So how can Judas say that about me? That's a great sign that they're not coming to confess. They're coming to get uh, sympathy. Uh, and so I think that's a great thing when coming to resolve conflict. Sometimes you come in with the expectation that I want you to apologize. I want you to react in this way. Instead of saying, hey, no, I want to humble myself out and be right before God and express my authority matters. But it doesn't matter how you react or what your decisions you say, well, I'm just here to express and show you why. Not to expect anything out of here. And I encourage you, for you guys, that people bring stuff up to you. So in the afternoon, you don't put down, you don't put yourself up, you don't say, oh, I'm so terrible, I'm so this, or I'm so that. Because that's usually how confident it is. Ah, I show all these people. Everybody likes me. Now, they don't, you know, sometimes we say nobody likes to have my friends. It's like, literally, people are going out of their way not to associate with me. And what is it saying about Paul? I was the point of it. Not you. Really. He was making disciples, and then he brought them back to his organization. So, no, we reconcile. And it's the first step, and the biggest factor is taken away. I can't teach you the right way to do it. That's an individual conversation that I have to work with. You know, those are probably doing that in the best way. I'm cringing. What's this that? But God works this type of thing. That's it, guys. Thank you.